Learn the most empowering hiring techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with your host, Rick Gerard. Four million Americans quit their jobs in July of 2021, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. What this means is you have a tremendous opportunity now to upgrade your talent base and your organization. The pandemic has magnified people's career wounds in a way that every business will be impacted. While many reasons have been given to the cause of this max exodus, the root of the fallout is that the people are leaving because they are no longer in alignment with the company's values. Value alignment is now more critical than ever to attract and hire people. Because when we align with the actual company values, they find meaning and discover their purpose. And of course, their purpose is far more important to them than your profits. I'm Rick Gerard. Welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win the strongest hires. We do so by sharing insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders like our guest today, which is me. <laughs> today is a special episode due to the massive number of requests that we've had about this little problem called the Great Resignation, which I'm sure a lot of you are experiencing in one form or the other. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually break down and talk about why is critical to tie into your values this time frame and build out a process in which this going to enable you to be successful in your hiring practice and seize this opportunity that we have in front of us right now. And then I'm going to run through a four-step process on how to prosper in hiring today. Get ready, guys. We're going to dig right into this. So let's talk a little bit about the challenge today, because I got a call frantically from a friend of mine who's an EOer, and he said, God, man, my people are getting poached. And he was freaking out. Conversation progressing. He was in panic mode because he's losing people. And I asked him, well, were they your top performers that left? And he said, no. And I said, well, that's probably a good thing. Number one. Number two, look at this as the opportunity. Now you have the opportunity to upgrade your staff. You have the opportunity to spend some time, get the right people on board, and then grow your organization from there. So while it's a pain right now for a lot of organizations, the people are probably not aligned with your corporate goals anymore. Embrace it. Welcome it. I know it's hard, but let's grit it and let's power through it. So let's talk about how we do that. We have a situation where I've read a couple articles from Inc. And there was actually a great article, which I'll put in the link, which they talk about the reason why people are leaving is rooted back down to whether or not they're finding meaning in the company and that the company cares about them as human beings. So let's think about that for a minute. We get caught up in day-to-day activity. Every day, we just need to make sure that we're checking the boxes, we're keeping our people happy, we're also keeping our customers happy, and we're doing everything we can to help grow the business. But the challenge comes in being able to balance profits and your customer base with your people. And so people have taken, during this COVID time, they've actually spent the time to think about what it is they really want and whether or not they really want to be in the environment. I noticed there's a lot of things that are getting blamed for this, like the forced work from home or the vaccine or whatever you want to blow out into it. But at the root of it is that people usually need one of three things and they're not getting it from your organization. So you're out of touch with your people. People have been questioning their why. Why am I here? Why am I not going somewhere else? Why am I not getting what I want out of my career? And so that imbalance 
And that stress and heartache really is what have put people in this mode where, hey, look at everybody's starting to jump ship. So I'm going to jump ship too. Now, you've probably have been on the flip side of this now where you've been able to pick off some good people because they weren't really getting what they needed out of their organization. There's some benefit to it, but let's continue to get this benefit going for everybody. So let's talk about why this is important to your company. First off, who's leaving your company? Hopefully you're keeping your top performers motivated, they're staying, but if they're not, look at it as a good thing as well. Now you have the opportunity to bring in more high performers and hopefully raise the bar more. If you're in a situation where now you're left with your bottom 10 or 20% and all your high performers are left, I would highly encourage you to listen to this episode a little bit deeper and get a solid grip on the base of your business, which is the values. And then let's build upon that because that's why people are leaving. The people who are leaving right now too, the greatest exodus has been people who are mid-career. So we're talking about employees that are 30 to 45 years old in that genre. They're the ones who have really spent the time during the pandemic to assess what it is they really want, why they want it. And they're the ones who are taking the time to find the right thing. So when we talk about finding the right thing, it's not a perks thing. It's not a benefits thing. It's not paying people more money. Economists are saying that people are jumping ship because they're not being paid enough and a bunch of other things. I don't believe that for a minute. That's part of the reason why people stay at a company. But more important to most people is that, hey, look at I need growth. I need to work with people that I love to work with. I need something more. I need some meaning and I need some purpose. And if you think about it just from that perspective, it makes it really easy for you to be able to capture that knowing that people are driven right now by purpose and meaning. That is the thing. That is the one thing that you need to tie into your interview process. So you need to ask yourself, hey, is our company positioned well enough to heal a person's career wounds? If we want to attract a player, are we positioned well enough to hire the people that we want to hire that are going to help raise the bar and the performance level within the company, and then also raise profit as a result. Those A players, those top performers, those however you want to label them, they're all open to something new right now. We're making calls. People are taking our calls. We're talking about opportunities. People are listening. People are sharing what they want. And we're talking to people on a daily basis about what's happening at their current role. And the interesting thing is, is that we are so busy focusing on growing the company and the company entity that we forget our people. And so the people don't feel heard. So now is your opportunity. You can capitalize on that with your competitors and with cross-industry people that you can attract really talented people. So let's start looking at this as the great opportunity, not the great resignation. This is the easiest time in history that I've had in my career where I've been able to call people and they call me back. This has been the easiest time where people are willing to share what's happening with them. They're willing to engage with you. And they're top performers. They're people that years ago, um, I have, would never have been able to get on the phone without me making 100 phone calls to that person. So this great opportunity is going to allow you to raise the performance bar in your organization and then really attract those people that are going to just catapult your company to greatness. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. 
Hey, check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find a link to order Healing Career Wounds, which is available on Amazon and your favorite bookstore now. Let it be your startup secret weapon to landing the strongest hires. All right, I'm Rick Gerard, and we're talking about the Great Resignation, which was kind of a big topic right now. It's been a long time coming. This year has been pretty open for people being open to hearing about opportunities. But I will tell you that people have been very, very picky. So I want to share with you now four steps to really win-win talent in this great resignation. We've all heard the term win-win. I think it's really important that we start looking at our relationships with our employees in a win-win relationship. If I'm providing something that they want out of their career above and beyond the perks, the benefits, perks and benefits are perks. So beyond the perks, like growth, the ability to work on a really meaty project, which they can really delve into the people that they work with. If you can help to bring forth that opportunity to somebody and they can see the value in that, you can land them. So independent of cash or benefits or whatever else you pay, I'm still a big proponent that when people leave and they say, well, you know, your benefits weren't great enough or something like that, they're not really telling you the reason why. They're just leaving because they found something that really heals their career wounds much better. So let's run through four step process to win, win talent in this great opportunity, I like to call it. Step number one, I want you guys to get solid on your values. So what does that mean? Corporate values or company values are and should be the benchmark by which you make decisions in the company, how people are treated within the company and how you treat your customers within the company. Now, a lot of us don't have values. Maybe we pull some values out of a hat or we saw them in a book and we liked them and we put them on the wall. Your values, leadership team, are really indicative of who you are as a person. So think about that for a minute because the values of the company filter down from the top. The people at the top, you really need to like really think about who you are and get those down on paper. And how you manage and how you lead, those are your values. How people interact within the company, those are your values. You really need to spend the time right now to get those down and fine tune those before you hire anybody, before you start throwing people back into the mix. You may capture some people based on like the traditional way of recruiting. But the fact of the matter is, is it's going to be transactional. And if something comes down the road that heals somebody's career wounds or gets them on board with more along the lines of what they want to do, they're going to jump. And then you're going to have the same conversation about oh, millennials. They always jump ship and all these things that uh, they're really not true. The truth is people jump ship because you didn't do a good enough job in keeping them engaged and aligning them with your core values of your company. Step number one, get solid on your values. Let's work on that. Step number two, understand your recruiting process. So I feel like most of you guys have a handle on your recruiting process. And I want you guys to not confuse the recruiting process with the hiring process. Those are two totally different things. Now, recruiting process is how you identify people, how you get them to talk to you, how you get them to respond. That's recruiting. That's it. There's a million tools out there. I don't know how you're going to go about doing it. I don't find that job boards are particularly successful right now. You will get some people, but I don't think they're going to be your most successful hires. Certainly never find A players or top talent on job boards very often. So think about in your recruiting process, how do I get the people that I really want? And if you're a CEO of a company, years ago, I created a spreadsheet, just a simple doc. And when I come across people that I know are really solid, that I've identified them as high performers, I put them on the doc with their contact information and what they do. And now is a good time to pull out a list if you have one or spend an hour a week 
reaching out to people that maybe you had interviewed in the past and lost and recontacting, reengaging those people. I would leave it open for boomerang hires too. People that actually worked for your company that were good, but left. There's no harm in reaching back out to them and getting them back engaged. The key point here is make sure that you do not mix it up with your hiring process. Now, most companies have a recruiting process, filter us people. And what we'll do is we'll turn around and we'll do our interview. And then hopefully they'll join the company. We're going to get you out of the mindset of that. I don't want you to just bring people in and have conversations about baseball or maybe getting into some technical discussions about things and completely miss the fact that this person's not going to work well for your company because their values are completely different than yours. I would argue that actually most of the hiring issues that you've ever had in the past, where maybe somebody left and they claimed it was a hostile work environment or whatever, those people were not aligned well with your company. And so let's get you out of the habit of just hiring people for skills, which is what we do. And let's really take the time to understand, again, drilling back down to those values. And then as you're going through your recruiting process, understanding those values, looking for people who live those values. So that requires a little digging underneath the hood. And another thing to keep in mind, just because you recruited someone that's really good, that doesn't mean you should hire them or that they're going to even accept the offer that you present to them for your job. So you can have a great recruiting process, but if you have a crappy hiring process, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to attract the best people. What is working for us today from a recruiting perspective is really targeting, contacting, and recontacting people. When you have a conversation, it's not about selling. Please, please, please do not get in the habit of, hey, let me tell you why we're so great and why you should come join us right off the bat. If you can just open up with a simple, hey, I just wanted to find if you'd be open to hearing about something potentially stronger. Oh, sure. I'm always open. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, what's happening in your current role that has you open to hearing about something potentially stronger and get that conversation going. That is really critical. I don't have to sell anything when you're going to tell me everything that I need to know to figure out whether or not you're in alignment with my organization and if I can provide anything back to you. So when you have that call, that is actually the hiring process. That first contact, that first conversation is your hiring process. Now, do you have it scripted out? Do you understand what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, when you're going to say it? Is it mapped out to take somebody on a journey? And if not, then you need to either find one that is or create one that is. Because again, we've got this great opportunity to attract really, really solid talent. And if you drop the ball on the interview process in such a way where, you know, let's just come and have a coffee and chat, that's not impressive to anybody who's going to take your organization seriously. That's it. It's not impressive to go have a conversation, to get a good feel for somebody. What's impressive is to have a really well sought after call with somebody where you understand what it is they want. The first step of this hiring process is always your discovery call. This is, again, where I feel like most companies are dropping the ball. So if somebody sends you a resume or you get a referral, you call them up and you say something like, hey, Joe sent us your resume or I got your resume off of the application that you submitted. It looks pretty interesting. I have a few questions for you. So how much are you looking to make? Can you work these hours? Can you tell me a little bit about your experience? Okay, and then you, can you come in for an interview on Tuesday? It's what everybody's doing. But do you realize the opportunity that you're completely missing here? 
And the opportunity that you're completely missing is the opportunity to have a conversation with somebody to find out whether or not they're even positioned right for your organization. So the screening call should be more about, do we have what you want before we waste everybody's time? So you might have the skills that I want, which is great, but what's going to draw you in? Well, what's going to draw somebody into your interview is going to be the fact that you understand what it is they want. And it makes it far easier at the end of the process when you're putting out an offer and closing someone to actually understand that, hey, this person's hot buttons are this, 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 and this. And we solve those three hot buttons. We don't solve the fourth, but you have discussions about it and you figure out whether or not you're in alignment. It makes it a much easier transition and it makes it much easier for somebody to say yes to your offer, more so because of the value that you're adding to them as opposed to the money that you're putting on the table. And that's what most people end up evaluating your job on is, well, it sounds interesting, the people sound interesting, I don't have enough information to really make a decision, so I'm just gonna base it off of money. So if you're giving people those tools, and you're making it about the money, you're gonna lose every time. So let's stop this. Let's take advantage of this phone screen or this discovery call and understand whether or not this person has a vision that's in alignment with our company and whether or not we have anything to offer to them. So the second part of your interview is, now let's bring the person in for an interview. Okay, great. However you're doing the interview process, you should have a very time and structured interview. And I would go so far as to say, you should even prep the interviewee on your questions. Why not give them the questions, let them prepare for it so they know what to expect. It's like, again, giving somebody a syllabus when they start college, they know what to expect, they still have to do the work in order to earn it. So giving away an interview question just requires that you sit down and you think about what these interview questions are. And you should, if you don't, have pre-planned interview questions for each interviewer slot. Not, hey, Joe, can you interview somebody? Just talk to them and get a feel for them. That doesn't work. That gives you the same results that you've been getting over and over again. It's just a repeatable process for failure. So I want to get you guys in the habit of sitting down, thinking about the questions you're going to ask. You can reach out to me. I can help you out with that. Behavioral questions are still by far the most revealing type of questions as far as gaining evidence to support whether or not you should make a hire. But ultimately, you want to make sure that you have a process flow and you communicate that to the people that are interviewing. Again, if you're a small company and you communicate that we have an interview process and this is how we run it, you're automatically much more impressive than most mid to large size companies that just say come in for an interview right? You want A players to take you seriously. You want solid performers to take you seriously. So you need to start taking you seriously, putting together an interview structure, and then communicating that to the world. So when you do this, there's an interesting byproduct that comes out of this, which is you're nurturing a very proactive flow, right? So high performers, people don't want to be sold on your company, which is why I, I say in the very beginning, don't Get on the phone with somebody and then just start selling them on an opportunity. Nobody wants to be sold on your funding, your CEO, you know, the product. Maybe engineers do sometimes on the product, but do that at the end of the call. That does not come up until you learn about the person first. But most importantly, you want to cultivate a situation where like you're nurturing a proactive flow where when you end that interview process, each step of the interview process, the discovery call, any piece of that, you're saying, so what would you like to do next? 
really simple question. And you'll find that people who are aligned, who are resonating with this process that you've put in place, people who are aligned with that are going to say, gosh, you know what? I'd like to move forward. What can we do? What do we do next? What's the next step? And when people lean in and they're proactive about your process and your structure and whatever it is you're running, they're going to be great hires. You're setting them up for success and you're setting them up for a really good snapshot of how you lead and what to expect when they join the company. And this is really what people want. Give me the fourth piece, and I'm gonna leave you at this, is that your objective for bringing somebody through the interview process is 100% to heal their career wounds. It's said that over 60% of people that have not switched jobs are still open to new opportunities. So again, you have this opportunity to solve their problem. Their pro your problem is actually them solving your problem. So if you can get them to see that your problem heals their career wounds, it puts you in a really strong position to attract really, really high performance individuals. I can't stress this enough. If you, even if you're a small company and you're looking for a co-founder or you're looking for your first few hires, it's really important that you have some process in place that make you look impressive because impressive people are gonna wanna join you. Taking the time to understand what their career wound is, and let's talk a little bit about what that is really quickly. A career wound is basically centered around the thing that's wrong in their career. And it's not necessarily something that's a pain or something that's bothering them. It could be, I don't have the opportunity to grow here. I've been working on the same thing for a long time and I'm kind of getting bored of it. Might be a, a leadership issue. A lot of people will leave because their manager got promoted and they got a new manager. And you know, there's, there's always weird like things in there that happen within company growth, especially companies that are growing right now. You can pick off some really, really solid people as well. They are no longer in value alignment with your organization. That wound is basically the fact that they've been in alignment with the company, they enjoy that, they're kind of coming, they're coming to the end of their journey there, and they're no longer in value and alignment. And so now you've got to help them to progress. You got to help them to learn. You got to help them to engage in your organization with as much flexibility as possible. If you cannot provide the path for the individual, don't hire them. It's really simple. You have a need, that's okay, but if you don't have a path for somebody to go down, if they join your company, don't move forward. It will be a situation where they're gonna take your job for the paycheck, and when that opportunity comes along that offers them the opportunity to grow or get to where they wanna go, they're gonna bounce really quickly. Uh, if anything we've learned from this great resignation is that people are gonna have very low patience and if they don't see where they're going, where they wanna go and they're not growing, they're gonna bounce. All right, so shoot, I'm gonna wrap up with a few key takeaways and I'll make sure that you guys plug into your business today. So the great resignation is a real thing. There's been over 11 million people that have left jobs since April. It's continuing to grow. This month will probably be a huge month for resignations. October, November traditionally tend to be really great times for hiring for us. You need to be capitalizing on this opportunity that has been presented to us. If you are not spending some time every week doing some recruiting as an executive or a leader in the company, you are failing your company. An hour a week is not difficult to reach out to people and get them engaged. Number two, get tight on your company values. I can't stress this enough. If you know who you are, if you have a North Star, then it's really easy for people to see it and follow it and get you to that North Star. 
And then finally, let's get us out of the mindset of confusing a recruiting process with a hiring process. They're two separate activities. We all do recruiting. Recruiting is like kind of easy. There's really nothing new to recruiting other than get people to talk to you. However you do it, I would say eliminate as many hurdles as possible right now because people who are leaving, they're not going to sit down and write a resume. They're not going to jump through your hoops of doing an assessment for you to come talk to them. So eliminate those, put yourself in a really, really strong position to hire. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I can help you guys in implementing or strengthening your already or maybe somewhat successful hiring process. All right. I want to thank you guys for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. After all, this show is for you. Thank you for all the feedback that we've gotten over the past few months as to topics. So we're starting to work through all those topics. I'll be doing a show like once a month, at least that's solo, and we'll be conquering all those topics moving forward. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is going to be Jeremy Parker. He is the co-founder and CEO of Swag.com. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to hiring success, Rick Gerard.